totally endorse uh, the Infield Singles Podcast. You know, just know that this is the best podcast and the best quality podcast. Here it comes. It is better than most. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? Welcome back to episode two of Infield Singles. We're in a new location this week. We moved from Brock to the uh, BTS building. The new air conditioning units we have in Brock are really loud and they don't even work, so I don't know why we got new ones. But this week we've got some special guests on. We're going to have Zach Williams, who is a resident of our hall. He's going to talk about who knows what. Zach's kind of a renaissance man. He's a Fortnite expert. He worked for the Cincinnati Bengals last, last year, so I'm sure he's got some good stories there. Uh, we're also going to have Carter Ems on. He's a uh, Cedarville golfer, one of Hayden James' teammates and roommates. Um, and we heard he passed a kidney stone uh, recently, so it'll be interesting to see his takes on that stuff. Um, we'll have some... New segments on this week, uh, some Wiley Fox news, uh, and some unsung heroes, and we'll explain those. Um, so, boys, how are we doing this week? Living the dream. Living the dream. Good to hear. Good to hear. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay, Michael, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well, thank you for asking. Yeah, we don't want Spencer here uh, right now. He's over at the library. He'll be, he'll be on he'll later be in the later, show. Yeah. yeah. So let's get right to it with uh, some Cedarville. We're cutting that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, right here, I got some stuff oh. that's going on in Cedarville here soon, in the next week or so. Just some sporting events for all of you who are wondering what the Yellow Jackets are up to. Uh, sometime this next week, the women's volleyball team is hosting number 16 ranked Gannon. So make sure and get out to that. Uh, they're also playing. Millersville, and it looks like we got some cross-country action down in NKU, so if anybody wants to take a trip down there, you can uh, do that as well. Chase, you know what the first volleyball match of the season means? Oh, it's free t-shirt night. Most packed event of the year. I'm totally going to support the volleyball team, though. That, that's why you're going? Oh, 100%. Okay, yeah. Well, we also have a uh, national holiday coming up. Uh, the wonderful time of the year known as Labor Day. Woo! So uh, here in Cedarville, the one of the founders of Labor Day or something like yep, that. Yep, the founder of Labor Day was born right here in Cedarville. So wow. it's a big deal here and nowhere else. What's his name, Chase? No freaking idea. We can go read the sign <laughs> later. What do they do for these festivities? Well, there's a uh, breakfast at the firehouse. There's fireworks, a parade, and then a whole bunch of other crap you probably don't want to do. Are you a parade guy? No, I'm not a parade guy, so I will probably not go watch the parade. Have you ever been in the parade? Yes, I was in the parade for band back when I was in oh, high school. Who did you play? I played the cymbals. Nothing <laughs> wrong Wait, with the cymbals. Is that what they stick the kids that have no rhythm and no musical ability on? Pretty much. Ooh. Yeah, let's say I didn't do band very long. Do you still have the cymbals? No, I don't buy my own cymbals. What kind of dumb question is that? I don't know. I could see you walking around the hall with your cymbal, just crash, crash, crash all the time. No. All People right. did think it was kind of interesting, though, that I could actually, like, clap the cymbals at, like, in between my legs without cutting my <laughs> off, so. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Oh, man. 
Family friendly, family friendly. There's children that listen to this. No, there are not. segments we're going to be having on the Infield Singles podcast episodes is a tribute to unsung heroes. The mainstream people get a lot of credit these days, so we want to highlight some of the people who are in the shadows, behind the scenes, etc. So the other day, I don't know what class it was, but I was sitting there and a kid was wearing glasses and he was like wearing them on the outsides of his ear for no reason. But it got me thinking to myself, whoever invented glasses was a genius. Because if you think about it, your ears are like built-in shelves on the side of your head and then you have like this built-in shelf on the front of your head I'm pointing to my nose right now but you can't see that but before that what would they do like did you just like strap these two like monocles to your face like did you have to wear a hat with like duct tape down to the glasses I don't know but anyway so it got me thinking of who the inventor of the glasses was and if you're listening to this right now and you're saying it was Ben Franklin you're wrong he invented the bifocals um, glasses had been around for like at least 400 years before Ben Franklin was even alive. Um, a lot of people say that some fella named Salvino de Armati uh, from Florence invented them in the 13th century, but according to Wikipedia, that's not true. Um, the Wikipedia, who is always right, says that glasses were made around 1290, uh, so that's a long time ago, but they don't really know who made them, but whoever, they did, whoever that was... Uh, they're the unsung hero this week. So uh, there you have that little bit of useless information. Be sure to tune into uh, Infield Singles every week where you can learn fun things like who invented glasses. Yep. I just got to thinking about, yet, was it yesterday? We were talking about how you thought, well, you don't sing, but how you saying that the, the sky is a reflection of water? Be sure to elaborate a little bit on that. That was kind of intriguing. Who said that? Ted did. did. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my hot take of the day. I was walking around uh, the lake. The sky was blue. The water was really blue. People always say that the water reflects the sky. I don't know. What if the sky reflected the water? The Earth's 75% water. And flat. And the water is clear, right? Uh, you, do you know that? Well, water is clear, so if it reflected the sky, the sky would be like perfectly clear, and we could probably see like space, all the planets. So then where does the color in the sky come from? The ozone layer. Why is it blue? Because that's what the they put. They put blue dye in the water, though. Do they not? We're cutting all of this. What? We said we're cutting all of it. I just want to say, this proves I'm not the only idiot in this group. <laughs> no. How dare you? You got a On your mind. You want a man with the soul. Joining us on the show now, we have Mr. Zach Williams. Hey, everybody. Uh, Glad to be here. A little background on Zach. Zach was in our hall last year for the first time, and he's returned for uh, round two. Hmm. Um, He hosted a leave last year, which for those of you who don't know what a leave is, um, it's like like a uh, variety show of of sorts. Hmm. Zach was one of the hosts of that. Um, He is a failed RA candidate. He applied Hmm. last year, did not get the job. But I would have if I'd taken it in a different hall. Let's take that for what that's worth. So, uh, Zach, thank you for being on the show with us today. Oh, glad to be here, Michael. Really, and Chase, and Josh, and Tad, for that matter. 
I heard your show, man. You have a one-week thing. It's awesome so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad to be number two, you know? As always. They number, say first no, is number two in the RA runnings and number two on our show. <sighs> so what's up? Oh, not much. What's up with you? Oh, not much. Well, let's see. I've been doing paperwork for my athletes during athletic training, so that's exciting. And by exciting, I mean it's not at all because there are a ton of athletes who shouldn't be doing athletic sports. So, so, but the, they do track and field. For the folks at home that don't know really what you're talking about, uh, why don't you share what your major is and I guess give like your classic uh, sure. bio, I guess. All right. Well, I'm athletic training, which means that we help injured athletes from the time of injury to the time of return to play. So that's everything. That's All about right. it. I do. Uh, and then I found out this year that we also do paperwork. <laughs> For hours upon hours upon hours. I'm sorry to hear that. Upon hours. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. So, uh, ha- where, dang, where have uh, these athletic training uh, studies taken you? Have you worked well, anywhere see. cool? I started at a high school with a football team. That was pretty exciting. And then I worked with Cedarville's very own baseball team, which was another, you know, less than 500 season. <laughs> <laughs> But then we're gonna get them. Baseball, this year. baseball team's a big supporter of the show, so shout out to the baseball team. Shout out, we love you guys, we really do. Anyway, where was I going with that? You. Well, I'm, I'm trying, trying work to work for the baseball team. After the baseball spot, team, where did I work? After that, was that my year with the Bengals? You worked with the Bengals. Yes, I did work with the Bengals. Yes, after that year, I worked with the Cincinnati Bengals, another sub 500 team, <laughs> and failing to make the playoffs every year. Sorry, Marvin. Um, but I was with the Cincinnati Bengals for an entire season. Great season. I got called the N-word only twice. <laughs> um, my nickname was Spooner or Al. More details on that to come maybe a little bit later. How about now? And my favorite... <laughs> how about <Al>? not? <laughs> and my favorite player had to be Pat Sims, who was sadly cut this past season. But that is quite all right. Then it took me to track and field, which I already talked about a little bit earlier, the non-athletic ones. That's all right, Chase. We still love you guys. And now I'm with the Cedarville men's basketball team. So we'll see how that Another goes. sub-500. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say it, just in case we have any listeners. So. Okay, okay, okay. Because well, I love the basketball Basketball team's also a big supporter of the program. Oh, wonderful. So please don't mug me. <laughs> so to I, no one in particular. So, so Al, going back a uh, oh, or so, yeah. uh, actually... Get a little more into the uh, Bengals job. More there. into the Bengals job. All right. So you, you liked Pat Sims the most. Why did you like Pat Sims the most? Oh, man. Pat Sims. What a freaking guy. Jeez. This guy was an animal. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so first off, his toes. Some of, no, no. Some of the most disgusting toes I ever seen. The man also didn't have my name right at all. He would call me Zip for some reason <laughs> instead of Zach. Like, where... Where does that even come from? And if it wasn't my other nickname, he would call me. <laughs> he would call me another name, which in the Bible would be known as an. <laughs> and then he'd follow it up by wipe. So I got call, call that a couple of times. Um, other than that, he just man, he was just such a guy. He was really cool. He had me scratch him, not stretch, scratch with a C. What does that mean? It means stretch, but he didn't know how to talk. But that's okay. Hopefully he's not a listener. I'll just say that. Much. He looks like he could beat you up. Uh, he could easily beat me up. He's a big guy. I could outrun him probably, though. The man was probably like 360. I don't know. Nose tackle. 14-year vet. He used to play with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. No. And then he ended up in Cincinnati. So, 
that's that's good you for are, me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess maybe. I'm, you you stay know. in contact with Mr. Sim? I did not, sadly. But I went down to visit, and I went to Tom and Cheese while I was down in Cincinnati. If you guys haven't gone yet, it's a grilled cheese place. Awesome. Mm-hmm. They have. You know it, Josh? Is this the one with the donut? Oh. Yeah, they make the donut. Uh, grilled cheese or whatever. All right, Tom and T, you're getting a free plug here. We expect money or free stuff. Uh, no, no, no free ads. Yeah, nope. so much for no free ads. Oh, well, I'm sorry, I wasn't. Yeah, and there goes. Yeah, Chase, Chase left. Again. As we said in the last episode, we'll do a big thing. Does he not stay? Oh, he didn't just, oh, okay. Anyway, barbecue. An unknown grilled cheese. Unknown grilled cheese grilled. place. We have no idea what it's called, but it's down in Cincinnati, and there are two locations. But they have a barbecue bacon grilled cheese on a glazed donut with barbecue chips on it. I've never had it before, but I've heard about it. Literally one of the best things I've ever eaten. The American way. The American way. Anyway, so I got on a visit, and I'll tell you what. Some of the players recognized me. I got dapped up by my jo- my boy, Joe Mixon, who I was able to work with closely. Um, my man, CJ Uzoma, tight end forum, recognized me. Um, Andy Dalton looked at me. Remember, I called him a Red Rider BB gun at one point and then walked away. And other than that, I mean, Giovanni Bernard, too. I got to work with him. One time I was setting up with the rehab thing, and I totally forgot to turn on the machine. He used to remember that to the day I met him, the, saw him again the other day. Wow. It was really embarrassing. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so what's uh, Crazy Fist Joe Mixon like in person? <laughs> Crazy Fist Joe Mixon. You know, he didn't try to beat me, so I guess that's a big plus. Hey, but I really like him, you know? Other than barely being able to understand him when he talks, I was I was a big fan of Joe Mixon. He was a cool guy, slapped me on the butt a bunch, asked me how school was going. Just a cool dude. Very nice. Yeah. Do you keep in contact with anybody? I do not. Other than the head athletic trainer there, I don't keep in contact with anybody. Which he still calls me certain names. Um, <laughs> so He's an animal. <laughs> Tell you what. So... <laughs> So did uh so you got pretty close with these players? Did any of them try and do you any solids, like set you up with someone or anything uh, like that? That's another reason why I love Pat Sims. He tried to hook me up with a girl on his phone, who he called WF. Now that doesn't have the F word in it. It was just another acronym for White Freak, as he called her. He tried to hook me up with her, but that didn't work out. Other than that, other. Th- like, he didn't show me anything else other than a couple videos of very explicit material uh, on yeah, his yeah, phone. Yeah, okay. yeah, we're, good. we're good. Family friendly, family friendly. Family friendly, sorry. I wasn't going to go into detail. Okay, okay. So you, so you mentioned uh, your girlfriend, Ariel. Yeah, oh, geez. Are we going to bring her in? Well, how, how, I was quick, how's that going? Oh, it's going real good. It's going very good. How so? It's just going good, my dude. Like, right. man, yeah, like I got to spend the summer with her a little bit. We sucked face a little bit, and now we're getting engaged. So that's exciting stuff. Oh, does she know you're getting engaged? She does not. So oh, let's hope she's not she a listener. Oh, I hope not. Spoiler, Ariel, you're getting engaged. Here's hoping. Surprise. She doesn't know about it. She'll be all right. Yeah, I've seen the ring. It's a very nice Little Mermaid ring pop. It is. It helps that her name is Ariel. What was it, cherry flavored? It was cherry flavored. Cost me fifty cents at the little machine. Got lucky on the first try. <laughs> there it is. Do you know how you're gonna do it? Uh, I, I, you know, I was thinking about that. So we did a fun thing up in Lake Erie at my new house. Um, we went sea glass collecting. Now, if you guys don't know what sea glass is, it's basically smashed 
bottles that get washed up and they get rolled over time and time again and slowly it makes really smooth edges and these really beautiful little pieces of glass that you can go and collect. So I had this idea where maybe I would maybe I would be looking along the sand and muck and whatnot and be like, hey, look at this one. And she'd be like, wow, that's, oh. And then it was the ring, you know. I'm holding on my fingers, holding a ring, but y'all can see it. Yeah, so that was one thing. Another thing, doing that at Disney would be really cool, but it's expansive getting down to Disney. And I'm, I'm really invested in cannabinidol stocks, so um, <laughs> Weed stocks? No, cannabinidol. Okay. Which is a derivative of weed, but that's besides okay. the point. No okay. puns. So uh, when you were in Disney, right? You were in Disney recently. Right? I was in yes. I went this past spring break with her family. The thought of proposing didn't come to you once or anything? Okay, it, it, I was a cruel boyfriend. <coughs> Excuse me. I apologize, <laughs> listeners. Wow. No filter on this guy. <laughs> yes, so I, I did this cruel thing where I insisted we go to the fireworks all day. And what do I do with the fireworks? Well, I go down and tie my shoe after gaining her attention. She was mad at me the next two days. So, if you're a guy looking to propose to your future fiancé, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it's pretty obvious you're a man of many talents. I try. Um, I like to think that. So, when someone's in the hall, they can occasionally hear you sing or something like that. I do sing. You've been in a few plays. I was in The Music Man my sophomore year. Um, um, that's the only play I was in. You give a I, I helped with a senior, um, um, with like a senior project, I guess. Oh, okay. Can we get a taste of some music man yeah. music? Some music man music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> you just, know, just I can start going. Yeah, let me think. Um, or, there were two of my favorite songs, which I should have tried out to be in the, what, what group? The, the barbershop quartet that they have, but I did not, um. Let me think. One second. Give me a second. I'm trying to think of the the start to the one song. If you don't have oh. a song, you can... <clears throat> here we go. This song is called "Lida Rose." Oh, classic. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Lida Rose, I'm home again, Rose, to get the sun back in the sky. Lida Rose, oh everyone knows that I'm a thousand kisses shy. Ding dong ding, I can hear the chapel bells chime. Ding dong ding, at the least suggestion. You guys got to start laughing. I'll pop the question, light a rose, I'm home again rose, without a sweetheart to my name. Light a rose, so oh, everyone knows that I'm hoping you're the same. <laughs> so here is my love song, not fancy or style. Light a rose, All right, very so good, very good, very good, very good. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, right, right on time, Chase has re-entered the room. Thank you. That was incredible, Zach. What the heck was that? <laughs> Music man. Sneak peek. Sneak peek. About two years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
Oh, when you did all the dancing. Uh, listen, we don't talk about the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast, not a video. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was that was the music man. I was in that. In there, did that. <laughs> so what what can uh, <laughs> what can the people expect to see from uh, Zach Williams senior year? Any big plans? Man, so there's a couple things. One, I got to do a really big prank, which me and Chase have talked about this a bunch, right, Chase? Yeah, we talked about it. We got to do it though, you know. I don't know. All right, we might steal bike seats. You can't tell everybody. You can't, you can't do it now. You just incriminated yeah, yourself. Yeah, we got we got cut that. Out. All right, we'll cut that. We'll, we'll cut, cut that one. But we might do it. <laughs> and then the other one, I, uh, we gotta do something else that involves um, a nighttime activity in an academic building. I'll let you put two and two pieces together. Oh yeah, we uh, we we didn't get that together last year. But we're gonna get it together this year. Okay. That's gonna be good. I'm very excited for that. Um, other than that, I ain't got much. Going to lots of Cedarville hockey games, helping injured basketball players, and um, <laughs> seeing what else happens, you know? All right. Oh, yeah. Is fourth guy at all? No. Listen, uh, I'm an amateur, man. I really am. You're so, pretty good. No, no, no. Listen, there are people a lot better than me. I have gotten much more into Fortnite than I probably should be. But I, I still get my homework done. I've been able to prioritize stuff, and obviously I made time to come here, yeah, so. Reading that Bible, too? I am, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, Sam Albury. Yeah? It honestly started with him. It really did. That man um, inspired me to, every morning, the very first thing I do when I wake up, I get on my phone, and I open up my Bible app, and I go for a devotion. The very first thing you I do. Fun fact, uh, before that, it took Zach a, an entire semester to finish a five-day uh, devotional. Listen, people struggle. <laughs> we all have our pitfalls. <laughs> all I know is that I made it through one in five days already this semester, and I started on number two today. Look at that. Wow. I get the hand claps. Well, Zach, we yeah, appreciate I, I had a you. Question. Uh, oh. oh, my God. I don't know if I was here for this. Probably wasn't. How, how bright does the basketball team's uh, season look this year? So I can't tell. Listen, I am looking very much forward to the men's basketball season. I feel like we got very good skill. Um, I feel like we got the playmakers that can do what they do. Um, it'll just be a matter of how well conditioning goes for these guys, and hopefully it'll be a good season for GMAC conference stuff. Okay. Yeah. But that's very preliminary. I will be attending their first practice tomorrow, actually. So. Other than that, I don't know jack about the basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank you for joining us, Zach. Oh, thanks we'll for have to have me. you on uh, later for an update on the season and oh, uh, my boy. I love upcoming that. engagement. Oh, geez, that's not upcoming anytime soon, Bob. Alright, thank you for being here. Thank you. Hi, I'm Farquaad, founder of Farquaad Dose Self-Defense. Are you tired of being beaten to a pulp every time you go to purchase your satchels from Forever 21? 
Look no further than my 10-week program. After surviving my program, you will come out with the attack instincts of a great white shark and the self-defense of a porcupine. For more information, call 1-800-555-7226. Welcome back to the Infield Singles Podcast. I'm Chase, the Wiley Fox News. In today's news, we have a frisky dolphin forced authorities to ban swimming off the west coast of France. That's nice. Roger Lars, mayor of Landevinic, says there is to be no swimming in the waters where the pervy dolphin named Safar is located. Apparently, Safar, who was considered friendly and non-aggressive, began... Concerning tourists a few weeks ago when he would rub himself against swimmers and boats in attempts to become intimate. That's nice. Last month, a swimmer had to be rescued by the Coast Guard after Safar refused to allow her to return to dry land. In Peru, a funeral meal left at least nine dead, a dozen and a dozen no and dozen sick. There we go. After eating contaminated food at a funeral in the Peruvian Andes. Health officials said that a total of 50 people were affected with stomach pains and vomiting. Don't want to know what was coming out the back end. The victims reported eating a meat dish and consuming a drink of fermented corn called chica. What goes around comes around, I suppose. Be prepared for more crappy puns. A California thief was caught with 362 kilos of, you guessed it, lemons. 69-year-old man named... Dinocio Ferreros <laughs> was arrested on Friday with approximately 362 kilograms of freshly picked lemons in his vehicle. It was not clear what he was planning to do with the lemons. Probably make lemonade. There's been a string of agricultural <laughs> thefts in the Riverside County area. Thus proves the old phrase, when life gives you, doesn't give you lemons, steal 362 kilos of them. Talk about a sour way to end the day. These puns were brought to you by Michael Connor. That was pretty good. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, I get around. Joining us now in the studio is Cedarville golfer Carter Ames. He is uh, the proud roommate of our last guest, Hayden James. Um, he is described as a blue-collar golfer on the course and a white-collar person off the course. And uh, his proudest moment is when he successfully lost $1,400 in a failed student-run business last year. So, Carter, thank you for joining us this evening. <laughs> Not a problem. I am honored to be in Brock amongst probably the coolest crew at Cedarville. That's right. Most innovative. All right, well, let's just uh, dive right into the juicy stuff. Um, we heard yesterday that the day before you had a little uh, medical issue. I don't know if that's what you'd call it, but why don't you kind of just explain what happened there? Yeah, so I was um, actually this this story. I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack all the way to last year when all of a sudden one night. Last September, um, I started peeing out blood. Oh boy! I had no idea what was going on, so I called in the boys. 
obviously we all knew something was wrong we just didn't know what was wrong so I slept on it woke up the next morning nothing changed went to the ER and uh, found out that I had a kidney stone and they said it's super um, hereditary hereditarily passed down um, through our family so lo and behold in the summer I thought I felt a kidney stone like pain in my right side opposed to my left side last year um, I definitely knew what it was but at the time I was in Michigan and uh, I couldn't really do anything about it so all of a sudden we'll go back to August 28th yes Tuesday night in the middle of my night business class I was actually doing a partner exercise with a girl that I'd never Ooh. met before. It was a it was a get to know you icebreaker first class of the year type exercise and we were sharing interesting facts about each other. All of a sudden while I was sharing uh, my interesting facts with this young lady, I felt the kidney stone pain come on to me once again. And so I casually said to her, Oh Here's another interesting fact about me. Um, I actually get kidney stones uh, very frequently, and I'm going to actually have to leave the classroom for a couple minutes, if that's okay with you. And she totally looked at me very weirdly, and she just kind of said, okay. <laughs> and so I went to the bathroom. I just kind of grinded out through the pain a little bit, and then all of a sudden the pain went away. So I was in a pretty stoked mood. <laughs> got back into class finished class then uh, was walking back to uh, my townhouse halfway there I felt it and it was coming on fast in the same spots so this was probably an hour later and uh, all of a sudden I could barely walk luckily my car was parked halfway between my house and my class so I got in my car and sped home um, it was hard to drive so it was hard for me to stand up straight. Then I busted in through the door, and my housemates um, looked at me, and I said to them, boys, it's happening again. <laughs> and um, they knew what that meant, so they let me go in the bathroom. I uh, was sweating, so I took off my shirt. Uh, I ordered a fan to be brought into the bathroom. I ordered two glasses of water and privacy <laughs> and um, they they laughed at me the whole way through the whole process they didn't show a whole lot of sympathy but it is pretty funny so even though I was in excruciating pain um, I knew that uh, it was gonna be funny at the the end of the process so then actually it, it turned it got even worse so about a half hour in, I said, I said, guys, it, I need to, we need to call in the, we need to call in the ambulance. And um, they were pumped about it. They're like, yeah, hospital trip Tuesday night, boys night. We're all going with you. So we called in the EMS. Um, one of the guys I live with actually, shout out to Stephen Anson, is on EMS, and um, so he he called in. The ambulance we got over there. Actually, the 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 uh, campus security came first, and uh, <laughs> they didn't really help. But they asked me a bunch of questions while I was in pain, 
Um, I basically crawled down the steps. I was on all fours, totally fetal. <laughs> and um, I had to be lifted onto the stretcher because I could not walk out to the parking lot. Um, I was then lifted on the stretcher and accompanied by Steven Anson um, throughout the entire trip. Um, the pain then elevated itself in the ambulance ride. I was told to report a score out of 10, what my pain was, and I said 8.5, which then moved to a 9. Um, and then that day, I was out golfing, and I got sunburned, which confused the people in the ambulance because they were trying to diagnose my skin tone to see if I was getting flushed, but they were saying that my skin was turning red instead of pale, and so I had to explain to them that I was sunburned, and I went through three packs of ice, we got to the emergency room, they shuttled me in, all through the while I was making very um, egregiously odd moaning noises because <laughs> of the pain. Can you recreate? Yeah, can we get an can, example? Can we get a recreate? It was, it was a variation, um, but one of the more common ones I found myself making was a like... Like caused me to be very high pitched, and I was trying to keep it in. I was trying to keep the gasps in to not upset anyone else around me, um, which was a challenge. All of uh, many, much of this has been recorded on video. If you want to come to any members of my friend group, they can probably show you. Um, because they want to document this second occasion of my kidney stone. So we get into the place. Um, I sat on the bed. They stuck an IV in my arm. I hate needles. Uh, my heart rate went way down. They put, got me up. I did a scan. They said, oh, yes, this is a kidney stone, which is what I had told them I thought it was. So props to me. Um... <laughs> And then we had determined that the stone had traveled from my kidney to um, my bladder, which is where it is currently residing. I have not um, flushed it out yet. Oh boy. Oh, no. So we're waiting. I have the strainer from the um, ER that I was given. I got to the ER probably about 11.15, and um, we departed at about 3.15 a.m. No stone. No stone exited the body. So but you, at any moment right now, you could get up and leave. I could. However, the pain uh, to that extent won't happen again uh, yeah. because whenever I urinate the stone out, it should be minimal um, discomfort. So it's worst pain when it's in here, not when it's coming out? The worst pain is when it's traveling. I can actually like feel it moving like in my body oh, it kind of feels like a thumbtack or like a pocket knife that's like in your veins so very uncomfortable i tell you what not that i'm rooting for you to pass it right now but i've never listened to a podcast with a live kidney stone passing so <laughs> we, we could be groundbreaking right now we, need the first. we may be taking this to the bathroom yeah but anyway, I want to go. I want to go back and uh, give a shout out to that girl. I'm sure she's been rejected before, but I don't know if she's ever gotten the uh, "I have a kidney stone" card pulled on her. So uh, I'm sure. I'm hoping she's hanging in there right now. Uh, I did see her in class today, though, and I made sure to tell her what happened so that she knew that I wasn't just 
blowing her off like in class like I didn't want to be with her chivalry is not dead ladies is not dead she was very nice and she was polite with me might be a listener too who knows you, we never know no. yeah, <laughs> she we'll was the see. first person to, to witness yeah so apparently kidney stones they like are formulated through lots of soda drinking I don't really I don't drink soda ever but I I typically eat a lot of chicken and spinach after doing some brief research, those are the two worst foods you could eat for kidney stones, and I have them almost every day for at least one meal. Um, so my, my diet may need to be adjusted. Hopefully this doesn't become a yearly occurrence, but for everyone else in my life around me, it was a great night. It was a lot of just dude bonding. We definitely got closer. Um, yeah in many ways that probably I'm not going to tell. Fair enough. But it was great. So shout out to Steven Anson, Andrew Beckett, Marshall Hood, Hayden James, and Andy Mrozik for accompanying me to the hospital. And uh, yeah, Townhouse 10. We were out late on a Tuesday night. It's incredible. It was fun. So in case our listeners are getting a little uh, queasy at this point, we'll kind of transition on over into uh, the rest of Carter's life in case anybody thought he was just the guy with the kidney stones. So uh, Carter's on the golf team. You're from Pennsylvania. Whereabouts in Pennsylvania are you from? I'm from, by the way, this is a um, request from my father. Shout out to Michael Ames. He texted all my friends and wanted my new nickname to officially... um, be known as Stones. Stones. <laughs> so just shout out to, to to Dad because he's awesome. Wow. I don't know if Stones is gonna stick. Oh, it'll stick. Is he gonna be listening to this? He might. I'll I'll let him know after we're done recording. Nice, but yes, nice. I'm from Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania. Kind of how it works. If you're anywhere within an hour of Pittsburgh, in Western Pennsylvania, you just kind of say you're from Pittsburgh because it's cooler. Uh, I live about 20 minutes north, directly north, and um, that's where I've lived all my life. I've lived in the the same house since I was two years old. One of my favorite pastimes as a two-year-old in my new house was to watch um, Pocahontas, the Disney animated version. We're we're big fans of Pocahontas on this show. Really? Yeah. Great movie. Good. Ted is a big fan. Yeah. Very big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I had to, I used to have to fast forward the part where um, the character Coquelin was shot um, or attempted to be shot because I got too scared. But I've matured since then. Hey, um, nobody blames you. This is a safe space. Good. It's okay. I feel safe here. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I was... I went to school. My mom was a teacher. I went to the school she taught at. I was then homeschooled from third through eighth grade. Wow. Then I went back to high school for ninth through twelfth grade where I did a lot of stuff. My track career is um, highly documented as being um, nothing but mediocre. Um, However, my high school did not have very many kids, so I was asked to um, do the 100 meter dash, the 200 meter dash, the 300 hurdles, the 4x1 relay, the 4x4 relay, the 4x800 relay, long jump, triple jump, and 
basically every single event me and my four friends we all did together this um, was all in one meet this was all in one meet I did place seventh in the hundred meter dash once but I was in the middle of triple jumping so I couldn't go to the podium fun story I also ran cross country which was the worst decision of my life I hated it um played basketball I started my school's golf team um and high school was a lot of fun shout out to Eden Christian Academy so Stone speaking of golf there's another famous golfer from Pennsylvania I believe he's from Latrobe which is a hop skip and a jump away from uh Cranberry Township uh did you ever run into any of the Palmers in your days in Pennsylvania any cool run-ins with the King uh R.I.P. now that you mention it yes Latrobe Pennsylvania Shout out to the king, Arnold. Uh, I competed against Arnold's grandson, Will Weirs, in many golf tournaments growing up. I actually was able to meet Arnold in person when I was 13 years old. Me and my grandpa, Joe Wise, shout out. Probably won't be listening. <laughs> but shout out anyways. My grandpa was a nine handicap golfer from age 35 to age 70 so the epitome of consistency um, we went the two of us along with my father to the Trebb Country Club and uh, we went there every year um, just to play and one of the years Arnold was just in the lunchroom eating a sandwich so we went over and talked to him I gotta ask was he drinking an Arnold Palmer Yes, oh he was. My. He was. And we asked if we could take a tour of his um, workshop, which is, um, if you're a golfer, it's a very famous workshop. It has a lot of clubs. I think it was like either five to 700 clubs that he'd made, a bunch of memorabilia. Um, it was super cool. So, yes, Arnold Palmer, Pittsburgh legend. Um, yeah, it was a very cool time. I do have a picture of, of me. Yeah, I was 13. It was very cool. He was very short. Arnold was very short at that time. Really? He's probably about 5'5". Five five. Mm. Um, still looking good, though. He still had blonde hair. Probably died, but that's okay. The hair was dyed. The hair was dyed. Yeah, I didn't have <laughs> until uh, recently. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Very true. R.I.P. Yes. So there's there's some rumors circulating around here that you uh, caddied at Oakmont. Are those rumors true? Those rumors are true. Oh yes. my! Any so, good caddy stories from Oakmont, one of the most prestigious U.S. Open courses in the country? <laughs> yes. There are, <laughs> there are there are a few stories. I'll tell two briefly. So one day I was paired um, to caddy with a man named John Amadeo. I was told that John Amadeo loved to drink while playing, but he tipped really well. So I was pretty pumped to go John and his crew. Um, on the first tee, we normally go through small talk, and uh, but John, he just went, he just dove straight in. He told me, Carter, listen, this is how it's gonna go. Every three holes, you're gonna hand me a beer. And then when we run out, you're going to run to the halfway house no matter where we are on the course, and you're going to buy me six more beers. And every time we pass, and when we finish nine holes, you're going to buy me six more, even if I haven't finished all the ones we started out with. And I said, 
sure thing, Mr. Amadeo. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're playing, and let's just further paint the picture. John Amadeo was about 5'9", probably about 240, 250. He had glasses and had a big... Was he Italian? Probably. Dude sounds like a tank. He was a tank. He was even par through three holes, but then he lost a little focus <laughs> once the drinks started flowing. Uh, but then the laughter also started flowing, and um, so did the bets. He had three of his buddies there betting all kinds of money, and we I was just running back and forth. I did a lot of running that day. Um, back to the halfway house. Shout out to the Oakmont Halfway House. Has the best hot dogs in the world. Oh, the wow. best hot dogs in the world. So anyways, we get so we get all the way to the 16th hole. Completely plastered by this point. All of his friends. So um, we get to the so, so number 16 at Oakmont is about a 215-yard par 3. And um, it's the furthest point away from the clubhouse. And it's down over this hill kind of hidden by trees so you can't see anything that goes on and so we get on the hole and so John finally asks me oh he asked all the caddies there's four players four caddies he asked the caddies do any of you guys play golf and I said yeah I actually play in college this was going into my this was going into my sophomore year summer going into my sophomore year and I said yeah I play in college so oh, how what's your handicap and I said um like a one so not totally a scratch player. He's like, oh, one, let's, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're a one. Boo, 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 kind of disrespecting me. But it was in, it was in good nature. Classic John Amadeo move. Classic, here. classic Amadeo zing. And uh, he said, okay, okay, prove it. If you can hit this green, I'll give you $100 oh, on top of your $100 tip. Oh, my. But you have to use one of our clubs. And I said, well, sir, sir, thank you. But I know a part of my caddy responsibility is I'm not allowed to play at all during the course of the round. And he said, Carter, I'm John Amadeo. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if you're in my group, you don't abide by the rules of this club. You abide by my rules because they're more fun. <laughs> he also said, it's a rule at this club you can't play drunk. I've been drunk since the fifth hole. <laughs> so I said, sure, Mr. Amadeo, give me a four iron. And he said, call your shot. And I said, butter cut, four iron to the heart of the green. $100 on the line. I go up. Mistake on my part, vital part of the story. My caddy was about, my, the guy I was caddying for was about six, seven. And he'd like special, super long clubs. So, for whatever reason, I was inclined to grab his four iron that was pretty long. I didn't have a glove on, but I felt pretty confident, nevertheless. Took the club back. I felt smooth. Came through. <laughs> Hazel rocket <laughs> directly to the right into the trees. John Amadeo hollers in laughter. He's like waving the $100 bill right in front of my face. And all the other caddies were disappointed in me. And um, then we finished the round and we got in. And he still gave me a good tip. Um, but yeah, I choked that day on number 16. 
and I'm disappointed. Also, quick story, another one of my favorites. We, um, Doral. Doral Country Club. I don't know if it's a country club, but it's another famous course in America. Their pro had just been hired as our new assistant pro. It was his first day on the job, and um, I was paired in his group. So it was me, this Indian kid named um, Kunal. Naturally. He was a caddy, and then these two twin sisters. They were the only girl caddies basically at the club, but they were like really good looking. <laughs> and um, I was pretty, I was, I was stoked I got to spend the next five hours with them and Kunal. And the pro, um, formerly at Doral, is going to be a great day. So I was supposed to be, I was the elder caddy of the group. I was supposed to be with the Doral guy. So I was like, God, oh, this is really cool. I get to be with a pretty important character. So he sees us walking over, and I said, you know, sir, my name is Krongi Bukati today. And this dude takes one look at the sisters, <laughs> and he said, oh, Nicole, I think you're going to carry my bag today. And I was like, what? So I was stuck with this old guy who was going to, like, show the new guy around. And so then the, the, the new pro was probably about 27 years old or something. Wasn't in good shape at all. Had like zero muscles on his body anywhere. Was just like a big goob. And all he did was flirt with the two girl caddies. So we get to the sixth hole. We're all doing our job as caddies. We're getting flag sticks. We're raking traps. My guy was terrible. He just kept hitting the bunkers. And so... This, we get to number six, which was also a part three. My guy couldn't get out of the bunker. He like hit it five times, couldn't get out of the bunker, and he just picked up his ball. So, But there was like divot marks all over the sand trap. So I was like raking the entire sand trap. So I couldn't go on the green. Job at that security. point, yeah. So at that point, the previous five holes, I'd gotten two flag sticks, and the girls each gotten one, and Kunal, I don't think, had gotten any. <laughs> Kunal was... Kunal was a great kid. He was hilarious. But, so we get up there. I'm raking the bunker. Actually, Kunal got the flag of the sixth hole. Mr. Durrell yells at us. Actually, the girl, actually, yeah, I think it was Lindsay or Nicole, one of the sisters had gotten the flag. And he yells at me in the bunker. He said, wow, I guess chivalry is dead. And I said, pardon me, sir. I'm not sure what you mean. He said, well, looks like the girls are the ones getting the flag sticks today. And you're just raking bunkers. <laughs> I said, sir, I, I'm raking my players' pitch marks in the bunker. He said, I don't care. Chivalry's dead. <laughs> to try to be like a macho man in front of the girls. We get to the next hole, do the same thing. Another One of the girls got one of the flags, and he pulls me and Kunal aside. He's like, listen, boys. I don't want the girls doing anything else the rest of the day. You need to be gentlemen towards the ladies. So then I was like, okay, sir. So then I tried to do some of the stuff with the girls, and the girls got mad at me because they thought that I was, like, catering to them. And then he starts flirting with the other sister. It actually got so bad to the point we get to the 13th hole, actually another par three. And um, and the three elder guys in the group had to pull over the new pro, pulled him aside, and they said, "What your behavior right now is actually quite inappropriate. Um for this new job, you know, the way you're acting towards these two young females. And um, they got pretty mad at each other. Uh, 
And then, so that was a funny day. I didn't even get tipped well. And my last Oakmont story, sorry I'm going a little bit long, but we're running down memory lane. So we get to number 15, it's a par 4. 15, it goes down, it actually goes up a hill, then it goes down a hill. It's like a valley. But the hill's only about 100 yards. And you go up, and then you go down, you can't see anything. So that's one of the holes they tell the caddies. You need to sprint up after 14 and get on top of 15th hill and four caddies. So I was doing my job. I left my guy's driver at the tee box, and I took the rest of his bag up to the crest of the hill. So he was about 200 yards away from me. And <laughs> I see this guy. Duffs his tee shot. Duff, just like a duff. Goes about five yards. And it's stuck in the Oakmont rough right off the tee box. And I'm like, great. Now I'm going to have to run down with this bag and give him a new club. So I start jogging down. And he yells at me, no, son. By the way, at this point in my Oakmont career, they hadn't stitched a caddy bib with the name Carter on it. So I got this old retired guy's bib. And it was Walt. <laughs> so my name was Walt. And so everyone just called me Walt. And I had to explain that that wasn't my name. And then they were like, why is it on your bib? And it was the same story every day. So anyways, he's like, yo, Carter Walt, bro. Stay up there. I'm just going to hit it with my driver. <laughs> I'm like, this was in 2016. So the U.S. Open was in like two weeks. So the rough was was meaty <laughs> and he lines up takes like no practice swings and takes a rip at this thing with his driver buried in the rough and his entire driver snaps in half <laughs> not even kidding and he was so mad so I had to go back down and I collected his broken driver that had snapped in half because of the rough and then he was really angry at himself and um <laughs> It was very hard to not laugh at that moment, but my tip was on the line, so I tried to stay positive. He got it back onto the fairway, so I said, sir, at least you got out of trouble, <laughs> and he didn't respond. So that's it for my Oakland stories. I have a couple more, but it would take a long time for me to tell them. We'll have you on again someday. Yeah. Thank you. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Carter Ames, uh, obviously leading a very eventful life. From uh, ambulances all the way to watching people snap their drivers and getting called Walt. So uh, thank you, Carter, for coming on. I need to I need to also make a couple shout outs before we cut off. Shout out, shout out to Jay Headland, the best for your college body transformation on <laughs> campus. Shout out to Dirty Sean Moser Moster. I still don't know how to say his last name. For getting married this summer. Rip Sean. Because he's living off campus now, but we still see him. Amen to that. Shout out to <laughs> Josh Wells, the best defender in intramural basketball. Shout out to obviously Michael Connor, the best shooter at Cedarville, including the varsity team. And um, shout out to everyone else in this crew for having me on. Um, Tad, the media guy, killing it. And um, shout out to Cedarville Club Hockey. And um, shout out to Cedarville Campus Golf. Uh, am I forgetting anything? Shout out to the uh, Eagles. Michael Connors, Eagles, Super Bowl champions. Right. Just beat the Jets preseason. Woo! Exciting. And we all know that's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, before we shout out the whole world, uh, let's give one more thanks to Carter for coming on. <laughs>
special thanks again to Zach Williams and Carter Ames for coming on. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Infield Singles. And feel free to send us any feedback, questions, or requests to infieldsingles at gmail.com. Catch our episodes dropping every Friday morning on Spotify, um, iTunes, and... Wait, sorry. Are we on iTunes? Oh, no. oh I thought we were on oh, iTunes. That <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. And remember to tee high and let it fly. Deuces. <laughs> I said deuces. Peace out. Ha, 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 ha.